Hi, guys. Welcome to Wandering into the Woods, a podcast brought to you by the creators of Adventures with Fiji. I'm Linda. And this is Jarrett. And today we'll be talking to you about our pack crafting trip out in Lake Georgetown. For this episode, we'll be talking to you about what is pack rafting, especially for those newbies like me who um, have never gone pack rafting before or you're not used to kayaking or doing many water activities. And then Jared and I will talk to you about our pack rafting trip out in Lake Georgetown. And finally, uh, we'll talk about the options for pack rafting for those of you who are interested in um, joining this small community of pack rafters. And um, also talk about, you know, those options that you have out there for pack rafting. Now, Jared, in the last episode, I asked you this question and you were kind of sarcastic with your response, but now it's a serious question and I need for you to answer this question. What is pack rafting? Uh, so the same response that I gave last time, it's a raft that you can pack up. So what that means is they're inflatable. Uh, they're made of plastic, some sort of plastic. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not a plasticologist, so I couldn't tell you the specifics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be as simple as something that you would get from your local superstore like a Walmart that you probably wouldn't want to take in anything dangerous all the way to ones that can handle uh, pretty intense rapids like the better one that I have can handle class three rapids which is like the middle of the road which is you know pretty technical Um, and so they're all inflatable usually you can buy a little pump for them or they're bag inflated so they have a carrying bag that you inflate them with and that's the key feature is they're inflatable and that's how you're able to pack them is because you can roll them up or squish them up or stuff them in a sack and, and make them much smaller. Mine weighs about, the good one weighs a little over nine pounds, less than 10, which, you know, when you think about it is is very packable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you roll it up and you throw it in your backpack and go, or some people use it in conjunction with biking. So they attach it to their bike, mountain bikes in places and hit the, the water. Um, but that's the key. It's something that you can inflate. Um, it's something that you can pack with you that's fairly light uh, and you can take with you on all those adventures. So just to, you know, when, when you would describe this to me, I had a hard time picturing everything that went into it because you had done some of these trips before uh, uh-huh. I went, I joined you. So I guess what you're telling me is one of the reasons why people want to do pack rafting or you might want to try pack rafting is if you enjoy uh, some water activities, especially after a long hike or a long bike ride or you're out camping. Um, But, you know, it's too much effort to be carrying a a full kayak or um, some sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, a paddleboard or something with you. Yeah. So if, I guess if there's going to be a long distance, you're going to have to walk a long way. You would want to consider pack rafting. Yeah. And so you can do pack rafting all on its own, but it's actually like a great utility or utensil to extend your trip. So you can do, you can do it with biking, you know, backpacking. Mm -hmm. Some people will pack raft out to climbing locations and then pack raft out. So it creates a good way to to segue in between all the other activities you love because mm. I mean a lot of people do use it just pack rafting and that's the only you know their only focus right but it's also this other tool that allows you to do other things so you can hike somewhere hit the river go down to a whole nother park hike that entirety and so it just allows you to transition 
without having to walk because, you know, in a flowing river, you can move a lot faster and further than if you had to walk there. That's so great to hear. And I, from, you know, based off our conversations in yesterday that we did, it sounds like we could really um, go into a full discussion about the benefits and cons of, of using pack rafting versus other um, water activities. But um, do you want to tell our listeners out there, um, start telling them about our trip yesterday to Lake Georgetown? Sure. Um, so we headed out to Lake Georgetown, specifically Cedar Break Park. Uh, it's kind of the go-to for when we go out to Goodwater Loop, the trail, and or Lake Georgetown. Um, you can, from that, from the trailhead, it's about a mile to the water. And as long as you're using the trail, they usually let you in for free because you're not using the campsites or the day facilities or the boat ramp. So we walked in a mile. Um, we hit the the lake line and we, you know, we started setting up our rafts for our short little trip just to get Linda, in, Linda introduced to pack rafting. Yeah. And, um, kind of going back to a little bit on the logis- logistics with pack rafting, um, you, you know, it wasn't just, we got there, we unpacked the rafts and then we we're ready to go. There's some pumping involved. Um, so can you, uh, tell us, you know, you have this neat, cool little pump that you use uh, to to fill most of them and you also had a, a small manual um, one and and I've seen even a third pump I think that you've used before to pump other rafts so no that's just for the mattress we have when we go glamping oh okay okay yeah so for pack rafting what is it that you what is it that you use to inflate the the rafts so usually when you're trying to keep your your weight light they all come with this stuff sack that you're supposed to put it in. You may not do it, but you need to have it with you. And it kind of clips in to the valve area and you shake it and you fill it up with air and you squeeze it. So if you've ever rolled up like a bag or a sleeping bag or a tent, you know how it gets all puffed up at the end mm-hmm. and you've got to squeeze all that air out. Well, it's using that same concept to fill it up. When I got the uh, the Better Pack Raft, I actually didn't get a stuff sack slash inflatable bag like I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So I went online and I got there. um the little, it's USB charged, but it's a pump and a deflator. It's, I don't know how big it is. How big would you say it is? I don't, I'm bad at gauging sizes, but I... Less than three inches by six inches. Yeah. It's kind of a, you know, a square and a rectangle. So it's not very big and has this little attachment that fits in into the valve and it blows it up probably in less than five minutes. Yeah, it, it was really... Um, it seemed like really short time. Yeah. And so the other pack raft, the one that's not as good, you know, for going long distances, I only use a stuff sack because the pump doesn't work on it as well. Um, and it takes less than mi- 10 minutes using the pump. The first time I did it, though, it probably took me over 10 minutes because I was figuring it out and I was playing with it to see what worked. And I tried, you know, huffing and puffing in there with just my mouth like I was blowing up a mattress. Mm-hmm. Quickly realized that wasn't the way to do it. The bag was the way to go. But I've gotten a lot faster. If I was really going hard, I could probably do it in about five minutes, similar to that pump, but it'd mm-hmm. be tiring. Yeah, I can imagine. So that's something people might want to consider if they start looking into pack rafting. Yeah. Okay. So um, Lake Georgetown. Let's talk about Lake Georgetown. Um, it's it's a reservoir of water. It's not. It's man-made, basically, right? Yeah. All, okay. Like all lakes in Texas are man-made. So. Okay. And, um, but it's, it's, so it's beautiful. You know, we did the 1.5 mile hike, right? Or was it? One mile. One mile hike. It's a little over a mile, but one mile. Okay. So we took the San Gabriel Trail. No, no. Good water loop. 
Oh, thank you. Good, good water loop. And some people call it good water loop of the San Gabriel River. But okay, I think that's where, where yeah. I was confused. Where I was getting confused. Because the lake is fed by the San Gabriel Rivers. Ah, uh, okay. So, so that makes sense. And it, it is uh, for those of you who haven't been or and are interested in joining. Make sure you take. You know, we would recommend if you're going to go pack rafting. Um, Jared took his water shoes. I mistakenly thought that they would be good. They, it's they, fine. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, you were complaining along the way. Yeah, I said out a few times. There's a lot of limestone out there, I think, is where Linda is going. So I, I did it. It was okay. No big deal today. But, you know, a couple of times things would get me on the heel. Rocks. Yeah. And, and so what I did, I took a, a pair of really old worn shoes that still had um, I guess that the sole is still good, tiny shoes. And so I had no issues with, with the gravel, um, with the limestone. And uh, so just what we're saying is take some good shoes, um, knowing that you're going to get your feet wet um, through pack rafting. So keep that in mind. If you're real skilled, you could probably do it without getting wet. Maybe, yeah, but I'm talking, I'm thinking more beginners like me. People yeah. have never done it. I think the majority of people out there haven't done pack rafting. Uh, there's been a few people, I'll mention it to them, and they're like, what's pack rafting? Yeah. Like, you could flop in, but it definitely makes it easier to just wade out into the water and then flop into your pack raft than trying to do it from the shoreline. But you could do it without getting your feet wet, but just expect to. Yeah, and, okay, so it's... Uh, there's a lot of uh, trees out there. What kind of trees would you say are, are out in this trail, Jared? Um, I mean, pretty pretty common to uh, Texas Hill Country would be cedars and various oaks. Yeah, like post and live oaks. A lot, a lot of um, shaded um, vegetation, shading ve- vegetation, except you know, right by the lake where it starts getting sandy, um, and uh, you have a lot of rocks there. Um, a lot of spiders this time of the year in summer. Not not giant spiders, fortunately. Um, for those of us that are uh, have some arachnophobia, just tiny ones that are living their life and, you know, trying to do their part to get rid of those uh, annoying insects. But um, so I stayed out, tried to stay out of their way as uh, Jarrett was uh, helping me um, inflate the, the my um, pack raft. So after we did that, I was nervous. But since I was a newbie and Jarrett was watching me, um, we I was the first one to go into the water um, we did make sure mm-hmm. that our paddle, the paddle that I had was one of those paddles that um, you put together once you're there. It's a four-part paddle. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so we, so I felt clumsy getting into the pack raft, first of all. I mean, if you've ever done any water sports besides stand-up paddleboard where you just kind of hop onto it, you always feel clumsy getting yeah. into it. So that's something to be expected. So, but I'm just describing this experience yeah. for people like... It's going to be, like Jared says, it's going to take, you know, if you're if you're new to water sports, just anything, it's going to be awkward at first. First of all, if you're not... It'll be awkward every time. Well, so just kind of get used. Yeah, no, like, no, but I mean, like when you first go into the water, like, yeah, yeah. because sometimes the water's too cold, right? This wasn't the case, fortunately. Yeah. We had hiked for one point, one mile and, you know, in the summer heat um, in Texas. So I was ready to get, I did not feel that the water was cold at all. Um, it felt good to uh, get my uh, feet and legs wet when I got into the raft. And it wasn't like I got soaked or anything. It was just kind of like the, the water was just seeping in um, a little bit at a time. And so it's not like it's sinking you or anything. It's just part of the activity itself. And But then I felt, you know, okay, I'm fine. I, I'm in the water. I'm in the raft. 
then it's like, um, how do I make sure I'm paddling right? Because I hadn't done any paddling since last summer when uh, Jared and I went um, paddle um, paddleboard paddleboarding, right? <laughs> That's yeah, activity. Stand up paddleboarding. <laughs> stand up paddleboarding. Thank but it's you. It's different than that, right? But I hadn't I hadn't held um, yeah. anything since then, since and last summer. Stand up paddleboarding is more the paddling style is more similar to a canoe if mm-hmm. you've ever done canoeing and. Pack rafting is a style of paddling that would be more similar to kayaking. Yeah. And so at first I was trying to do kind of like that L that they taught us at stand-up paddleboarding to to do. Um, that's what I was trying to do with the, the um, what do you call it? the Paddle. With the paddle. Yeah, they're you. all called paddles. Right. Unless with you're the rowing, paddle. then I guess it's an oar, but... So, yeah, I was, I was, I'm like, wasn't it an oar? But I guess. Yeah, they're all paddles. <laughs> okay. The only time I think it's called oar is like in rowboats and rowing. Okay. So I was trying, I was trying to do that L shape to tell you when you're doing stand up paddle boarding, but I, it just felt really clumsy and I was first in circles. And fortunately, um, so I think this gave you time to get into the water and get your act there and to get going because yeah. I'm just clumsy, like going in circles <laughs> at some point. Um, and uh, it, it was uh, it was fun, you know. Once once you're there, um, I'm a person uh, prone to motion sickness. So a little at first, I was a little bit mo- had a little bit of motion sickness. It probably wouldn't have been a thing, but the, the lake was real active with wake and stuff. So there was a lot of you know large waves coming in from people going yeah. real fast on jet skis. I wonder if it's that, and also it's different because I, I didn't experience that with stand up paddle boarding. So I I think part of it too is just your focus. Like you need to be focused. Yeah, and I I'm, wasn't focused because I was just scrambling maybe. around. But like Austin, there's no there's no motorboat. It's all self powered, so there's no there's no waves created from wake. Mm-hmm. So that was probably there was actually quite a bit of waves out there because of all the boat activity. Okay, so anyway, but it went away eventually, That's and good. I'm like within a couple of minutes actually, and then I spent the rest of the um, evening going back and forth between, you know, trying to find my balance and. and like not not balanced. Like I felt like I was going to sink in any way. That that felt fine. Uh, I felt like um, like I needed to get a good hold of of the paddle, and I couldn't figure out why how to paddle. And you kept. I think you noticed that eventually because you told you yelled at me. Use your keep keep your hands at shoulder length. Mm. Um, shul- shoulder width. Sh- shoulder width length. Um, and so that, that helped me a lot, but then I still feel clumsy, but you know, I'm not very athletic. So, yeah. well, first time everyone's pretty, probably fairly clumsy at it. So, um, what was your experience like? Uh, I mean, after we got in, we went over to like a little inlet where there was a whole bunch of trees that were still growing out. Obviously they were dead. Um, and so just to check that out without going in too deep, cause you know, pack rafts being inflatable, there's some pop hazards, so. We didn't want to run over anything and get popped, but it was nice to to see the trees sticking out of the water from where they were, you know, probably peacefully growing before the lake was created. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we went a little bit further to some, like, large rocks that were on, like, another coastline, lake line, I guess mm-hmm. is the technical term. And so I just checked out some large rocks hanging out. Had we gone the other way, there's some, you know, pretty big cliffs back on the rain hike episode. Mm-hmm. Those are the cliffs that I went to where I was hoping to see, you know, a uh, impromptu uh, waterfall from the the rain that had created it. But we'll have to check that out next time. That would have been going the other way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know that we would have seen it. We kind of had the opposite this past weekend with that Sahara dusk blowing in. And so it, 
I mean, it wasn't really raining. It wasn't no, no. raining. Yeah. But I'm talking about there was cliffs the other way that yeah. had the possibility to create a waterfall if it was raining. Yeah, but it wasn't. I know. But that would so, have been the other direction. We went opposite way. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, like, it's a good thing that we went the opposite way. Yeah, because the, the cliffs it, are still neat even to look at, even mm-hmm. though I find them to be terrifying with waves pushing up against them. Uh-huh. Because water is scary. It is um, scary yet awe-inspiring. I grew up uh, growing up at South um, in Brownsville, deep South Texas. I went to the uh, South Padre Island a lot or Boca Chica Beach sometimes. And I've always been amazed by the power of water, just how beautiful and terrifying it is at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, and so I don't, maybe it's that experience. I don't feel terrified when I look at the Lake Georgetown water, even, even in cliffs. I've done um, yoga hike there a few times. Um, it's, but it is beautiful to see. And it is good to keep in mind for those of, of us who are new um, to swimming or to water activities in general, that the water can get pretty deep as well and that there's rocks out there. Um, so even if you feel comfortable, you always have to keep in mind that there's that depth of water. And, um, you know, would you be able to swim yourself out of that situation? So while I was out checking out those large rocks on the lake line at the pinnacle of our or maximum distance of our paddling trip, Linda turned around a little earlier and, you know, it's just she was quite Some a bit slower. Ahead, <laughs> she was quite a bit ahead of me. <laughs> and I was watching her in front of me. I'm slightly worried because she spent a lot of time, I would say at least 33% of the time, not aimed in the right direction. And so I was I was slightly concerned as I was, you know, slowly gaining ground on her. Yeah, it's something I would, you know, unless you're a strong swimmer, I wouldn't recommend you trying um, pack rafting by, you know, by yourself the first time um, just because... Uh, yeah, like Jared said, I there was some time I spent there spinning um, because I, I felt really awkward with the paddle, not really sure how to maneuver it. And then um, I it's just, it was exhausting at some point. You know, you need to um, keep in mind that you will be working. This is a workout. That's part of the reason why we did it. Um, it it's a fun workout, so it takes you out of the gym. And so I had been using my arms a lot, and my arms were burning, and um, I just, I felt like, I, I remember looking at the lake line and thinking, I don't, I don't know that I can make it all the way over there. I also was looking at Linda and thought, uh, she's not going to be able to make it back. <laughs> and so and then I thought, okay, well, what would happen? Jay would have to come and get me. And it didn't even cross my mind that you wouldn't be able to get me. Yeah. Cause Linda was in the better pack raft that has more, you know, ability to paddle faster. And so I was in one that I would not have been able to, to get her back. See, I was picturing that you'd get back to the lake line and then you'd swim over to get me. Oh, well, that could have been done. But, <laughs> but, but as far as, you know, all paddling, it should be a lot of legs and uh, it should be less arms, a lot of legs. It, you know, you should have your hips and, and powering through that. So if you ever use like a row machine mm-hmm. in the gym with a cord where you use a lot of your legs to push back and then you only do a little bit of arm pull at the at the very end. It's real similar to that. Uh, I'm not the greatest paddler myself because I don't do it very often. But yeah, you don't want to be using your shoulders and your arms for the majority of your strength because that it's, it's going to tire you out and it's, it's, not, it's not good form, as Linda learned. Yeah, and, and I think that's what, you know, I, I wanted, I thought about, you know, well, 
I, I could be annoying and just have Jared, you know, go and rescue me. Or, you know, I can power through. And, and, I, and I remember telling myself, I didn't come this far to only get this far, to not make it to the end. So I, I, I guess I just, I didn't know what Jared just mentioned about how you're supposed to do it right. Um, but I, I innately knew that I could use other muscles of my body or other strength. Yeah. And so I changed my posture and tr- and put more of my hips and, and back into it and uh, my body. And so I managed to make myself make it to the um, lake line. And I was able to to finish the the ride, the adventure. And so that's, that's one thing you've got to be aware about with a pack raft is it's not a rigid frame because it's inflated. So when you, you push an anchor with your feet, there's going to be more give. A lot of them have additional straps that you can buy that'll lock your legs into some degree. But uh, that is one of the downsides to pack rafting is you lose that rigidity. So you can go places, but you also you also don't have the good anchor points that you can drive through with your back and your legs. Yeah, but I guess some people could see it as a benefit because it's a better workout. I guess. Yeah, um, if you're hardcore like that. Um, but uh, so we get to the lake line. You catch up behind me because you went a little bit further than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the next steps from what I learned yesterday, and correct me here where I'm going wrong. So the next steps are to make sure that you can put your raft in a place where it's not going to be poked by the rocks, right? Yeah, you definitely don't want anything incredibly sharp because, you know, protect your investment. Right, and um, take whatever you had in it. Your back, In our case, my backpack took it out and um, work, use that pump that we were talking about earlier to deflate it. Yeah, it can deflate. I mean, you can also just open the valve and squish the air out, but mm-hmm. the pump works in the reverse and it, it'll it'll decrease your deflate time and it can get it all the air really sucked out kind of like a uh, using one of those sandwich bags that you can vacuum seal similar to that if you if you need something to kind of imagine yeah that that's a great um, analogy it's probably the same mechanism I mean yeah it's a vacuum <laughs> so. and then so uh, and then you uh, we folded it kind of um, like in half and then yeah, long, long wise way half. yeah long way hot half. dog yeah, hot dog folded. <laughs> um, and then you rolled it up, kind of like you would a sleeping bag. But you started at the point away from the um, the valve. The valve. Yeah, so you can squish yeah. all the air out at the end when you roll it up. So going back to that, if you've ever rolled up a tin and you get that stupid pocket of air that takes forever to slowly squeeze out, this will help prevent that. So yeah. start at the opposite end of the valve and roll towards it. Yeah, and then you put it in your backpack. Yeah. Um, also, actually, before you probably pack the raft, you want if you have a four-part paddle like I did, you want to take it apart as soon as possible. Yeah, depending on the material material they're made out of, if you don't take them apart, they can kind of get sealed together, and then they'll no longer be a four-part paddle set. They could just be a two-part or a zero-part. You know, they could just be, get stuck as one long one. So take your paddles apart as soon as you can. And keep in mind that at this point you might be exhausted, so you might want to plan for this ahead of time. But you know, then I have I had to hike back and carry that on my back. <laughs> yeah, so it was part of it. We also had to hike the mile back. Yeah, so it wasn't terrible. It was a good workout, which is what I needed. Um, but you know, we're we're trying to be give you all the points, or you might want to consider if you're new to pack rafting and you want to give this a try. All right, so. The pack rafts that I own, I actually own a Climate LWD, which is a light water dinghy. It's probably like the most basic pack raft you can get. I think it's rated up to class one. 
I got it on an Amazon Prime deal. What, what is a class like? What is class this? one rapids? So something that most people would be able to navigate by sheer luck in most cases. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what we did, like kind of like in Lake Georgetown. No, 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 no. That's flat water. So rapids would actually have some sort of ripple and waves. Oh, and probably okay. some channels. So it's actually like rapids. Okay. But you would probably just get kind of sucked into the rapids, and the water would take you to where it is safe. So kind of like the San Marcos River uh-huh. once? Okay. I, I don't. I know that the tubing park that you're talking about, I don't know if they're class ones or not, but you would just go down it and you'd probably be okay because people do it in tubes. Okay. So I don't know the exact class rating right there in that park where oh. the, the tube takeout is. But uh, so that's the lightweight dinghy. I got it on an Amazon Prime deal for less than $100. Um, it was kind of like, hey, do I even want to try this? Uh, you can generally get them for $120. Um, it's probably the cheapest you're going to get for a decent quality one to see if you like it or not. Uh, the other one I own is a Cocopelli. It's a Nirvana self-bailer. And so what self-bailing means is there's holes in the floor and your kayak slits slight, or not your kayak, sorry, your pack raft sits slightly above the water and those holes allow the water to drain out. I specifically got that so that I could take either BG or some future pup with me um, and be able to put them in the front and not have to worry about putting a spray deck on. And I'll cover pray, spray decks here in a second. I also got mine with the Cocopelli. It's called T-Zip. It allows you to zip open the pack raft and put your stuff inside of it. Mm-hmm. So your pack raft then becomes your backpack that you're riding on. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that way, Linda had her backpack stowed in the front of the boat where her feet are. But if we used the T-Zip, we could have taken the backpack and just shoved it in the raft and gotten it out of the way. And that's where you'd put your dog or cat or turtle. <laughs> I so, guess that's, I never thought about taking a turtle on the ride, but I guess yep. you, you could, right? You and could. You, you should. <laughs> yep. And that'll give them areas to, uh, to look out. And then so a spray deck is if you've ever seen a kayak where they have this neoprene looking thing over the top. It's called a spray skirt. It just helps keep water out. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it is. You can get, you can get uh, pack rafts with that as well. And so those are considered more performance because they help hold you in, keep water out and things like that. But with the self-bailer, you're never going to, I mean, all the water that you get in, it may pool, but it's never going to get so much where your boat sinks or you have to stop to get out to dump that water out like you would in uh, one with a completely sealed floor. And so that's, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and if the price is something that, you know, maybe scares you because it starts at 125 and you're thinking, I don't know if I want to take this level of commitment for something that I might end up not liking. I think right now during the summer of COVID, it's a great time to try it because it doesn't feel really safe to go out there to uh, businesses to be renting tubes that you're not sure are sanitized appropriately or anything. Or maybe they're closed altogether in your state. We don't know that. So this is a great chance for you to, um, if you don't have an alternative, you know, get a pack raft and um, go out there and explore. So it's something for you to consider um, during these times of COVID, another way of getting into water activities. Yeah. And so the climate, the climate LWD is a good starting thing. I mean, just know it only weighs like two pounds, but the ride is terrible. Um, there's no like, there's there's zero structure, so you're almost like laid down into it. So it's a really good core workout. It's very rough to use, you know, on flat water if there's no moving water. But I mean, it's designed for very short trips and it's very packable. So, you know, it takes the packable to an extreme and you lose some of that other structure. But it's a good thing to start to see it. Uh, get a feel for what pack rafting is and see if you like it or not. Or if you've got the funds 
jump right into one of the fancier ones, you know, and you may just find that more enjoyable, especially if you've got kayaking experience and you know what it's about. As far as the two big brands that I'm aware of, at least, uh, for pack rafting are Alpaca Rafts and Cocapelli. I have Cocapelli. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, I don't have an Alpaca Raft. That may be something I look into in the future. I went with a Cocapelli because I specifically, as I stated earlier, wanted a self-baler. And there's kind of stuck out more to me as that's what they were selling it as. And that gives me the options to put, you know, a pup in the front if I want to and, and be able to go down, you know, some sort of river. Probably not some extreme rapids because I know people do, but I don't know that I would feel comfortable. Right. Yeah, especially with my skills. Maybe if I got better and I was like, I never have an issue with these mm-hmm. rapids and it'd be a, something different. But just having a, a dog that's loose in the front that could get scared and jump in or, you know, my abilities makes me a little bit nervous. But I would definitely do some like class one rapids with them. Oh, cool. So those are the two big brands. Um, so, yeah, and that's why we're, you know, it's, thank you for giving us that briefing on them, on the brands and the options out there. And, you know, we've already discussed why we would want to consider um, pack rafting. And it's, you know, if you're out into, if you want to find something, a fun workout, it's a great option. Mm. Um, you... For you don't want to buy a kayak or a paddleboard because they might take up too much space in your garage or your yeah. storage um, room, which, wherever. They definitely take up way less room. Yeah. Um, minimal maintenance. Um, mm-hmm. All we did was when I got back as soon as possible, I just laid them out um, outside to dry. Yep. Um, is there anything else involved in maintenance? Uh, with the T-zip, when you use it, you're supposed to lube it up again with like some fancy oil, but that's like it. Mm, yeah, I'm sure you're supposed to do something to the valve itself, but yeah, that's about it. There's they're real low maintenance, and they limit your exposure to COVID in these you know summer times. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's uh, I, I think they're a great option for those of us that um, love you know to get into the water during the summer um, and um, like you know getting a going out for a little adventure. And for the last segment of the episode, we'll be doing what the haters say. Uh, for Lake Georgetown slash Goodwater Loop, um, specifically regarding Cedar Breaks Park. Um, this one-star review, uh, it is terrible for hiking. Way too many rocks jutting out of the ground to cause injuries. Absolute garbage for trying the Goodwater Loop Trail. Well, um, and another person here uh, wrote a one-star review for I Yelled for Mike and He Never Showed. And I think what they're referencing, even though they gave it a one star, is they're referencing that attendant. Um, because if you Google Lake Georgetown, um, you might get some results to see some attendant a couple years back uh, made uh, fabric fabricated a story that this man was assaulting her with a vehicle, and she's screaming and everything in the video. And all the man was trying to do was he, turn around. Yeah, he That's had like... accidentally entered the park and was trying to exit. So um, I, I, you'll see some random one-star reviews of people saying, I called for Mike or I yelled for Mike and he never showed. That's what they're referencing. They're yeah. referencing that video. And then going back to our first review, it's like they've never been to the Texas Hill Country. Right. It, that's all we have in the ground is limestone, dangerous limestone sticking up all over the trails. It's kind of a thing you have to come to expect. I, I'm guessing they've never been outside. It could be also that maybe they want some ADA accessibility. I guess. I don't know that we did. I don't know that this park is ADA accessible. No. I, I would think that unless a trail specifically says ADA accessible, I wouldn't even try it if that was the case. So so, so that's unfortunate. So yeah. it is good feedback for Lake Georgetown. 
It is not ADA accessible, but if you've never hiked in the whole country, I guess it would be a surprise. But for all of us that live here, it, it's no shock. There are rocks, limestone, jutting out everywhere, and they're mm-hmm. dangerous. So it's just something you get used to. Well, guys, there you have it. Our review and experience of our introduction into pack rafting out in Lake Georgetown um, in the summer of 2020. If you guys want to uh, hear more about pack rafting or other outdoors adventures, we recommend that you visit our website, adventureswithbg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at adventureswithbg. Um, that's, those are the letters B and G at the end. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. If you have any adventures you'd like to share with us, feel free to uh, send us a message or tag us on any of the social media accounts. And as always, make sure you stay safe while wandering into the woods.